Hi, we're <laughs> we're here at Canada Mexico World Summit Fourth Edition Central Fox. Dimitri Downing with Ari Munoz, Rita Valenzuela, and we are doing another episode of the Canterbury Tales, where we're meeting the coolest and best emerging brands from the global cannabis industry. We have lots of uh, brands here from Mexico or California or or United States looking everywhere, everywhere looking at <laughs> Mexico, and everybody's you know trying to figure out what's going to happen. It's going to be a big marketplace down here, but we're thrilled to have Daniel Torres with us right now. Daniel, hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> From Mary Juana. Mari Iguana. Mari Iguana. Mari Iguana. Tell us about Mari Yeah, the name. Juana brand, brands. What you guys do. So, uh, Mari Iguana is a brand uh, that focuses on beverages and edibles in particular. We started out as an edible company in 2015. In what state? In California. Okay. And the brand sat on the shelf, so to speak, for like five years. I was kind of helping other people build their brands. And um, at the time, it was just kind of a good idea that you get when you're really high at night one time. Yeah. Like you, you come up ones. with a cool name, and then the next day, you kind of forget about it. Um, <laughs> is that your logo on your this hat? This is my logo on the hat. Yeah, it's a play uh. on the Mexican baseball team. So we just added the J. Okay. Love it. I like it. It's I like it. Play on the, on the, uh, the, the name and itself J. is a play on the word marijuana. So Mari y Juana, it's, it's, it's a sto the story goes, it's two sisters, Mari and Juana. Oh, there's two sisters, the Mari and Juana. Yes. Mari and Juana. Uh, they're, it's a tale, so they're fictitious characters, just to make that clear and <laughs> uh, give that disclaimer, because a lot of people are like, where's Mari and Juana at? Well, yeah. In my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I've been in the industry for, for quite some time. I started my journey uh, smoking at 13, and by the age of 16, I figured it would be probably best to sell so I can sub substantiate and support my habit of yes. consumption. So uh, 16 years old, I started moving ounces and then quarter pounds and then pounds and then thousands of pounds. Mm. Oh. Um, by 21, <laughs> I was uh, cultivating I because I figured there was, I didn't know the term vertical integration at the time, but common sense told me that if you make it and make it and sell it, you probably make more money. So yep. we got into cultivation. Uh, in California. In California at, at the age of 21. Nice. How long ago was that? What year? This was uh, 2020. 20, 2001. 2001. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was about the time that I got out of a long vacation in juvenile hall. <laughs> so at 21 <laughs> years old in California, 2001. Yes. You're, you're uh, deep, in the, deep in the legacy market. Yes. Um, quite deep, actually. Uh, oh, I, know the ins and outs. Deeper than you want to know. Notable players and friends of mine that, you know, that kind of uh, brought in the, the OG Kushes and the Bubba Kushes and you know that, that whole group, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of your viewers are probably... Yeah. Familiar with uh, okay. the B-Reels and them, that crew kind of brought in those strains and whoever was fortunate enough to, to be able to get these, uh, these cultivars and strains and was able to learn how to properly grow them because they're very finicky strains to grow, mm -hmm. really prospered during that era because prices, as I'm sure you can imagine, were a lot more than they are now. Still a lot of uh, uh, pot coming in from... Uh Mexico at that point, too. There was a lot of pot coming in from British Columbia more so. At, at, at Well, yes, Mexico and Canada was what stood out the most because the, the clients that we have in L.A., they're a little bit bougie, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> so they wanted higher quality, yeah. higher quality weed. And right. so at the time, the weed that was 
of higher quality was stuff from British Columbia. We call it Beasters. 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 Is that a brand now too somewhere? It should be a brand if it has if it isn't already. Pop some Beasters. Beasters. I like that. And so at the time that was kind of what was moving quite a bit. Um and then the OG Kush started making its presence. And that was growing in California. The OG Kush? Yeah. Well, it originally started in Florida and then it was migrated to through Colorado and then it made mm. its way to, to okay. Southern California. Have you written a book yet? Migrated. Sorry? You should write a book. Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like where this is going. When I have time, right? These days, right. It's You're like, really well spoken. And this is like 2001. This is 2001. Start so, of the game. You know, progressing through the years, um, it was uh, 2009 that a friend of mine. And another friend opened up a, a hydroponic store, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was um, it was a good opportunity at the time to then dispensaries were becoming really popular from around 2006, 2007 started popping up in Southern California. Yeah, and a lot of these dispensaries were granted cultivation licenses at the time. They're called pre-ICOs. This is before Pre-ICO, licensing. Yes. They um, they were granted cultivation, so it was on-site cultivation. So we got to meet and and familiarize ourselves and associate with a lot of the cultivators in, in Southern California. And um, 2009, 2015, within that time period, the, the, the hydroponic store sold to a company. And then I jumped into the wholesale side of things. So uh, there's a company called Sunlight Supply. It, it recently got bought out by Hawthorne, uh, Scott's Miracle Grow, subsidiary of, of, mm. of Scott's called Hawthorne purchased them but um but before that i jumped in as as a um, sales rep for one of one of the uh divisions here in southern california and i saw the bigger picture of things from the retail side now to the wholesale side of things for equipment lighting nutrients mm-hmm. everything that growers use to cultivate yeah drip systems all you name it, all that stuff. stuff all the ancillary items so it gave me a a, a broader idea of of the industry on a on the larger scale from how a bird's eye view how it works and that was pretty cool because i got to see you know first i got to see behind the cash register dealing with the end consumer then i got mm-hmm. to see the business side of things dealing with the shop owners kind of advising them and and what uh, years feed. was this this was uh 2013 2012 um 2013 through 2015. okay and then so what not, happened not too long ago so 2015 Hawthorne bought Sunlight. I kind of stup- stepped away from that scene and I came back into cannabis. A lot of little bugs around here, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so, me, is it? So, I took no, a shower no. last no, week. No, no, so no. They've, should they've, be been, good. they've been, been here all week. day. <laughs> um, that wasn't two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> so, two, 2015. 2015. So, I come back into cannabis now because um, in, in that time frame. Plant you know, touching cannabis. Plant touching cannabis. In that time frame from 2008, 2009 till 2015. A lot of advancements um, in the industry, specifically with retail stores now and, and cultivators and everyone focusing on branding and mm-hmm. brands. Brands. And so, way. you know, High Times Cannabis Cups were starting to become a thing and, and um, boots were popping up where people were going and setting up boots and, and kind of pushing their brands. Up until that point, it, it was, uh, well, even backtracking to when I first started, it was, do you want seeds or no seeds? Then it was, <laughs> do you want outdoor or indoor? Yeah. Do you want hydro? That started becoming a term which Snoop Dogg would popularize it. Rappers would popularize it. And then genetics started becoming important and breeding um, and crossing genetics. And people started getting a little bit more savvy on the science of the industry. 
and then fast forward now to 2015 to 2016, branding then started emerging. Yeah, two, and, yeah around there. Yeah. Even up until now, branding is still not really, it's, it's, it hasn't been pinpointed. So that's how kind of at, at that time I was noticing this and I said, first of all, I, my parents are from Mexico. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. The entire time that I've been in this industry from the very young age up until even now, representation of Mexican, Mexican-Americans in leadership roles, in ownership, in some kind of positions of authority don't really exist. And so that was kind of my reason or excuse, if you will, to create this brand, Marijuana. So I came up with the concept. The tagline is made in California of Mexican descent, which is tribute to my parents. Mm. Right. Um, it's uh, kind of coming full circle now that I'm here in Mexico. Right. I got a chat with Pre uh, Presidente Fox and all his associates kind of brainstorm. I didn't really come with any agenda more so than just to network mm -hmm. and meet and see where the world takes Same you. thing I did when I went to Arizona for you guys. I didn't really have a plan. I just wanted to show up and see the scene and kind yeah. of find out who the players are and, and just kind of network because mm -hmm. you never know down the line who you may or may not work with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, treat everyone with the same equal amount of respect, whether it's the janitor, the person cleaning yeah. the bathrooms over there, people serving your food, or the president. Everyone gets the same level of respect. There's no, there's no variance in, in your mm -hmm. encounters with people. Just keep it real. Keep it real. Um, but yeah, so the, the concept uh, came to light then, and then, like I said, I, I kind of jumped back and started helping my friends with their brands, a couple brands I can mention, like Nameless Genetics, Kushko. Mm. I have some friends that started the first cookie stores in LA, the Maywoods, uh, the cookies. Woodland Hills cookies. Okay. And they kind of helped burner them explode their market. So a lot of this draws back to like the, that circle of people in Los Angeles. You know, we, I don't want to say we're trendsetters, but we do kind of do our own thing and it, and it ripple effects throughout, yep. throughout the industry. I'd say you guys are trendsetters for sure. I don't like to think of it as that. Yeah. It's just LA is such the a... movers and shakers. Yeah. For... for I think the main reason is that Los Angeles is so diverse and it's such a huge city. It's, it's enormous. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 41 in March, born and raised in LA. You're 28. You look like you could be 28. I, I take a lot of Botox. Yeah. <laughs> here in Mexico? Yeah, it's cheaper here. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. I wrote, um, but so what I'm getting at is, is it's so diverse. It's such a big city. There's parts of LA I've never even been in my whole life. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a huge big. city, but I say that to say, even within itself, there's trends that are set, you know, different, like, cultural mm -hmm. ways of talking, nuances, and, and mm -hmm. so it, it's, 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 a, it's a city that kind of creates trends and brands, so, um, so it was my opportunity to kind of establish the brand, and throughout the years, mind you, I've seen prices go from 6,400, 6,800 a pound to... 12, 9. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I saw it as a, as a kind of a signal for me to be like, fuck, I got to pivot, dude. I got to do something different because otherwise, you know. It's, it's going to drop. It's so competitive, too. There's so many brands, so many flower brands. So I saw it as an opportunity now to then focus on edibles and beverages. Um, the science behind edibles and beverages has also come a long way in a short span of time. There's companies like Vertosa, who is my partners. They're in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. They're a science emulsion partner of mine that they focus just on the science of emulsion. Mm. How to nano emulsify. So how, to, your skin and how to get in your, and you absorb your body stream. quicker so there's a quicker reaction time. Um, how to suspend 
the emulsion in the beverage so that it's homogenized throughout the product so it's not settling at the bottom. So yeah. I, I've, I've learned to, um, I'm jumping back and forth here, but like the brand, I kind of wanted to mimic Trader Joe's style of things where they, they're a brand and they look for the best manufacturers with the best practices and they say, hey, you guys make the best fucking ketchup. Can I curse on this? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. All right, sorry. It's meat unshackled. All right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Actually they look for the best manufacturers <laughs> and they say, hey, make truffle ketchup for us and put our label on it. Yeah. And they do a great job of it. The best of the best. So I've, I've mimicked that model. I also want to kind of merge it with a Costco model of just wholesale. Mm -hmm. Fortunate enough to have a Mexican brand that has a super large population. So that wholesale side of things is, is probably going to be answered soon. Be easier. Um, I've already, you know, kind of uh, my partners, I choose them wisely. So emulsion partner, manufacturing partner. I have a company that is Canadian-based, Tinley's Beverage. They're a co-packer. They're able to now scale the product as, as I can scale with them. Nice, in California. In California. Yeah. I have a distribution partner um, that uh, Sulo Distro that I just announced a couple months ago that are gonna, they're going to help me. In the beginning, I was doing a lot of this on my own. I was utilizing a, a license, which is the other thing. We're a white label brand. I don't own any licenses. I don't have any interest in any licenses. Right. I just piggyback on them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're Pick all right about partners. the brands that meet a USA. So we really appreciate okay, good. that. Yeah, so are so you guys uh, mainly like um, what kind of edibles, like gummies, or is it mainly just beverages right now? So when we, when I first started, uh, I say we, it's me and like two people, my graphic designer and my beverage guy now, really. Nice. So <laughs> when, when we first started, it was the quickest. I wanted to get to market fast, and it was approaching Cinco de Mayo, and I saw it as an opportunity to drop a product on a Cinco de Mayo launch. We came out with gummies, a mango chile gummy and a sour strawberry gummy. Fire. I don't know how it is in Arizona, but in California, there's like 150 gummy brands, and it's just saturated. Yeah. It's one of those there's things about where... about 50 in Arizona. It's a lot. So thank God I was able to sell through the inventory and get rid of it. But we also came out with the Michelada Cup. Fire. That was what made us stand out and kind of mm -hmm. catch the attention bird. of people. Um, a lot of the bud tenders in the state, at least in Southern California, are Latina females. So that kind of helps with that uh, assimilation of, of the brand identity. It kind of creates a loyalty aspect to it. So they were a lot of our first brand ambassadors. Mm. Customers are majority Latino. So, you know, when they see a Michelada cup, <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a couple of people try to help me get product into stores and with their own stuff. So they would take their product, they would take the Michelada cup and the gummies and buyers would be like, what the hell is this? Oh, it's a Michelada cup. Okay, cool. Never seen it before. Yeah. So that was kind of our breakthrough in the industry. And, and mind you, I have all these friends that had the first licenses. So I was able to get on their shelves right away, just on the strength, on, on relationships. Yeah. Strength. So that kind of helped us propel then and, and people were in other stores. You know, if you're a neighbor to like a Cookies or a Dr. Green Thumbs and you see this product, you're like, I want that in my store too. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it allowed us to scale really quickly and um, get the attention of people. And I got the attention of... A gentleman named Abe Miller, who's one of the co-founders of Uncle Arnie's Lemonade in L.A. They're the number one, number Uncle two, number Arnie's. three, yeah. number five top-selling beverages just in the space. To Jimmy. They are they're amazing. So he caught my attention, uh, or I caught his attention. He reached out on Instagram and said, "Hey, dude, I need you to talk to my partner, my co-founder Matt McGinn. They wanted to distribute the product because they had a distribution agreement with the company. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out because I already had my own distribution, so I was cool there." But two months later, 
he uh, he hits me up, Matt, and he's like, hey, dude, I've been looking at your brand on Instagram. He's like, that shit pops. I think you should do a beverage subsidiary, a beverage brand right. for, for it. I'm like, cool, man. Well, I don't know shit about beverages. So where do I start? <laughs> he's like, I do. I know a lot about beverages, and if you want, I'll help you. Just hook me up. So I'm like, all right, cool. I have nothing to lose. This was... Uh, around October of 2021, and nice. by November, we formed that LLC subsidiary. I made him a, a minority partner in, into the company. He's my product formulator, so he went and negotiated on my behalf with all these beverage people. Spoke their lingo, beverage language, whatever the yeah. fuck. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, is it cool? And he's like, dude, I'm getting you the best pricing. It's like we love it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hook you up with the best flavoring. You, this, dude. that. He's like, I got you. I'm like, all right, whatever. I, you know, I'm looking him dead in the eye. I'm like, if you're lying to me, I'll know. Yeah. No, nah, he was telling me the truth, man. He, he man of his word. He. Uh, Abe Miller. Uh, Abe Miller is the partner. Uh, Matt McGinn is, is Matt, my is Matt my partner. McGinn, okay. Uh, but both of them together helped me get this thing going. So shout out to them. Yep. And so this was November. Negotiation started. April 23rd, 2022. We had product in the market. Mm. We um, entered into the High Times Cannabis Cup. July, we were um, given the first place Cannabis Cup Award for Whoa. beverages. Nice. In it, was, it was cool because it was July of what year? Of this year. It was, 22, yeah. it was a people's choice. So it was like usually High Times is kind of like skewed or people mm -hmm. get this like, oh, there's five judges. This was the second time that they did 100 backpacks with beverages and the public voted. That's, That's awesome. Cool. So, you know, we beat out. Decided for you. Yeah, we beat out notable brands like Keith, Keith Cola. I don't know if you guys know about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Keith Cola, second place. We're first. No, Keith Cola. <laughs> uh, but they've been doing it for a while. So that was kind of a cool accomplishment that we, you know, the new kid on the block. Modern. We're rolling out and, and we get recognition from the people. So, so the, the beverage side of things is fairly new. I, I was looking at my LinkedIn the other day and I was uh, reminded somebody commented, Congratulations on your anniversary. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was a one-year anniversary for the beverage in November. That's awesome. And I'm like, fuck, it's only been a year. That's We're already crazy. over here getting awards, getting recognition from um, invites to speak on, like, panels as an expert, which I'm no expert. <laughs> um, Edible expert. With, with uh, Arcview Group, which is a big Arcview Capital. Mm -hmm. um, and then now here in Mexico, making connections with, like, the former president and, like, a bunch of other people that are movers and shakers here to kind of figure a way to either them come to us or we come here or we just work together. Yeah. Well, apparently you have to register your name first. That's the first thing you do. Okay. That, that's the, like two different Trademarker. people have been telling us that. Trademark down here in, in Mexico. That should be fine. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about the origins of the name. You were saying these are two sisters that don't exist. The orange, uh, really it's just a story that I came up with that's um, playing on the <laughs> word marijuana. Uh, just is put there, them together? Is yeah. There, uh, uh, Mari... And then the Y is really small, and then Juana, and then you cover the Y, and it says marijuana. Mm. For years, uh, you know, the, the, the history is... You know what they look like in your head? If you go down to our Instagram, they're really old, like tias and, and grandmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, you know, my, I wasn't going to yeah. go there, but that's My cool. graphic designer kind of said, let's modern them a little bit, so now they're younger. A little younger? Yeah, I like the old lady thing. That's I like cool. the two, but... That's like the tia, the yeah. abuelas, a couple of abuelas. It's like the nice white hair. It actually legitimizes Wrinkles it, you know? with the joint. I mean, that was the thing. People were it's like, exact well, opposite. Everybody's heading in the direction of, like, the hot babe thing, but now... Yeah, well, but you're persuaded by that. 
I like the I like the old wives whipping. <laughs> oh, you guys want the hot babes? A little well, bit of both. Like, I feel like you like the hot babes. No, I like the old wise woman. I mean, the old wise woman. We all have our taste. No, but that like that like endorses <laughs> the the brand. I like both. I'm neutral. Yeah, I like both. Maybe I, need I love one in older general. one and one younger one. It was Marijuana was the same person. It was her first and middle name, and no, then the progression. It uh, doesn't play with like the grandmother. Story. <laughs> a grandmother and a granddaughter for all. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be weird. Okay. Yeah. Like, this nah. is cooler, you know. Two sisters. So the story is basically okay. it's two sisters. One smokes, the other cooks. Together, uh-huh. they make an awesome combination. So when, when uh, Juana isn't looking, Mari adds her secret ingredient into the, the dish. I love that. Kind of like, you know, you're picturing Juana's cooking, and then oh, she turns around, and Mari's like <laughs> throwing some weed. I love it. You I got love a comic it. book? Yeah, no, or no. digital. You got to get a digital designer and do, like, a little short story on this. So I've, I've done Clip quite video? a few things. I have a digital designer, the guy that uh, draws for Foo's Gone Wild. He's done some, like, I love that. An animation, like digital animation. I have... Um, I have a, a voice actress from Mexico who does like my voiceovers for the, the, the phone line and later on she'll do commercials. That's so cool. I got friends that, um, that do really good camera work that have done, mm-hmm. if you look on our Instagram, Marijuana Foods Co. or our uh, drinkmj.com website, you can go to our YouTube page. There's like really well-made videos, mm-hmm. like kind of look like almost like mini movies. So you're spread throughout uh, California right now. I'm spread uh, throughout and, California. Any other states? Not yet. But you're looking for licensing deals or manufacturing deals in other states? I'm looking for partnerships. Partnerships? Yeah, however that looks. You know, it's, it's not necessarily um, – it, it depends on the situation. It depends on what, the, uh, what it looks like. So, really, I'm looking for partnerships. Yeah, you should call us next week. We have a manufacturing center that's Get you in there. needing to be set up. And they're, they're looking for people um, to come in. I've been self-funded, friends and family, kind of this whole route. And so, we're, uh, next step is to raise going. capital. Um, and get the attention of, of serious investors that can see the opportunity and see what we've done just with the small amount of capital that we've put in. Mm-hmm. That was just we a stretch the dollar quite a bit. Yeah. I was at an investment summit at the Peninsula Hotel on Thursday, and all those family offices and stuff, they were like, well, you know, early stage investment in cannabis brands. That's what we should be looking at. Well, that's the that's I you. Think, I think that's the biggest return on investment if it's done correctly and strategically because then you get in for – a smaller amount of money and the, the upside can be huge and down as, here as, I, as i'm sure you guys are aware brands and you, you're pushing for it brands put, yep. keep the lights on yeah we want to we want the brands to be powerful wealthy and influential they are because ultimately I mean, you guys are closer to the consumer and patients than the than the different levels of the supply chain and and it's and it crosses the you know it goes across all facets of, of the industry like water for example is probably the longest thing in the existence of mankind it, it keeps the world alive valuations of $700 million for liquid death. Mm. That's insane. It's water. It's in a can. It's branded. It me. I think we should have Dimitri water. <laughs> I don't know if it would can taste we, good. Can we know? <laughs> have you tasted it? What do you think Whoa. it would taste like, Ari? I don't know. Never mind. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. It would taste like the water in Europe. We'll have like Ari motor oil. Uh, honestly, that one might be really good for your car. Keep it moving. I got that good shit. She's quick, isn't she? <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm, no, I'm going to ask you a tough question. <laughs> We've got like four more minutes. Tough question. Because I think you're with me on this. Okay. Marijuana. Marijuana. Marijuana versus Mari cannabis. Wanna. The name. Right. I'm cool with the name marijuana because I have met a lot of fuddy-duddies that don't like cannabis over the last 30, 40 years. And not one of them says, I'm going to use the name marijuana because I'm going to talk down to you. Yeah. If they want to talk down to you, 
they call it dope. Yeah. Okay. Are you smoking that dope, kid? And then when you say, hey, you know what? It's a therapeutic substance. It's not a big deal. It's a natural plant. We want to legalize cannabis. And if you say that to them, they say, why are you spitting me with your politically correct words, son? Yeah. And so I've always just said, let's just call it marijuana because most people don't use it as an active derogatory word. And it's okay. So, but there's a little bit of debate around that. A lot of people said it has to be cannabis, but you're down here in Mexico, and you know it's kind of mo, marijuana. You know, it's so. What do you? What are your? What's your take on that whole well, discussion? Especially because you have a brand called. I'm not a historian, but um, but from what I've gathered and read, are you it, was, it was used. That's a good um, question, right? It was used in Spanish. Marijuana yeah. was the Spanish <laughs> word for for cannabis. It was the word that you know, people didn't say. I want to mm-hmm. smoke cannabis. Quiero fumar marijuana. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, from my understanding, it was used to kind of demonize the the um, people that were immigrating into the country, the Filipinos, the blacks. They, they just used that word to, to just target minority groups, Mexicans yeah. in particular, and, and make it sound foreign. It was, it's a foreign-sounding word. So, you know, that's where the reefer madness started to perpetuate that negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And now I get this a lot. Like, in the beginning, I got it on LinkedIn where... Uh, Anglo-Americans were like, oh, that's not a good word to use for branding. I'm like, well, who the fuck are you to tell me what a good word is? Yep. <laughs> like, if I want to use that Spanish word that originated in Mexico for my brand, it sounds like you're trying to, like, take over, like, my country again. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. I love so that's it. kind of been my stance is kind of like, I'm, I'm, and I had this argument with my graphic designer in the beginning where he was like, hey, man, his parents are from Mexico, but he's a little... I use the word whitewashed because he's, he's, you know, he's, he's very careful. He's a coconut. And he's, he's careful and, and, you know, he goes to a nice school. He doesn't want to offend anybody. And that was what he was trying to tell me. He's like, maybe tone down the marketing a little bit, the branding. And I, I had to sit him down and say, listen, Elton, um, I'm only going to tell you this once, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck what people think if we're offending them or not. This brand isn't for them. This brand is for Mexican, Mexican-Americans, people of Mexican descent, that crowd. If we yep. can just focus on that market and make them loyal, I'll be cool. We'll probably come out really yeah. well on top. off. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, so I understand. I wasn't around the 30s. Neither was I. Okay, so I, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> but, I, but I've been around since the 80s and the 90s, oh, yeah. and I've, I've been targeted as a, as a Mexican in Burbank or right. you know, these really racist cities like Glendale. Where like you're walking and they just pull you over, and so uh-huh. racism is is to this 100%. very day exists. I but think it is sorry a Mexican thing too because we were listening to the story of marijuana and like the word that people used in the Mexican culture, and it seems to me and like everybody else that has from Mexico and lives here that it's always been the term and like you said like get off your marijuana like it's it was never derogatory right. and that was like their word for cannabis until the Americans started to try to take it over and make it a derogatory. Like, I think it happened when they try to build the wall. Now I got... Um, you know the song? Yeah, I do. Kinda. La Cucaracha? Uh-huh. Can you sing it? No. I only like La Cucaracha, La Cucaracha. I used to when I was like five and I Spanish a little bit. I got the dale, dale, dale. Is that something like that, right? It's long been oh, a long no, time. You, you did good. No, good. But, no, but but check so it out. I was thinking about your question. And, and, and I think, you know, people have their opinions and stuff. But I think the cannabis community in the 70s and 80s successfully appropriated the marijuana word. 
just like some people in the black communities appropriated certain words and took ownership of it. And I think what happened at that point is no one was using it to demonize Hispanics anymore. Mm -hmm. If that's what happened, because I wasn't there. But I'm certain in all my discussions with all these fuddy-duddies and all my advocacy for the last 10 years, that when they want to talk bad about marijuana, say they dope. say dope. They yep. say weed is kind of derogatory. It's a weed. Or they say stoner. I, You're stoned. I, I think in 2022, you know 2023, though, so like, no it's, one's it's really cool. talking down on marijuana anymore. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. This is a continuation of Marijuana's video. <laughs> we went too far into the... Oh, good. Yeah, we got, we got deep into the history of the word marijuana <laughs> there. But, the uh, battery was like, all right, guys, tapping out. So <laughs> so you're you're looking for licensing manufacturing deals across the United States? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, dominating the California market dominating, as we speak? Dominating, uh, well, as we speak, yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing a pretty good job of, of making our, our foothold in the beverage space um, in such a short span of time. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these companies that have been at it for four or five years now are, are have a good, a good positioning, but... Um, but so far, we've done a good job of saying, hey, look at us. We're, we're new. We're here to stay kind of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. This is awesome. I mean, we're all about the brands at Media USA and, and, and the good stories. I think this is a great one. How do people get in touch with you? We got a little flash. They everywhere. can uh, look at our website, drinkmj.com, if they want to get it. Drinkmj.com. Drinkmj.com. If they want to get a hold of me directly, Daniel at drinkmj.com. At LinkedIn. Our, uh, LinkedIn is uh, LinkedIn slash whatever, DT slash MJ. Okay. 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 And then Instagram? Instagram is Marijuana Foods Co. Marijuana Foods with an S Co. C-O. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, you got a really good story. I look forward to seeing the development of Grandma Mary and Granddaughter Juan. Nah. No, no. It's, it's their sisters. <laughs> no, I know. But she's, oh, she's, 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 yeah. she's, she's throwing a curveball. I like, I, like I like the old sisters. Because I mean, I've always thought, I've always thought, my abuela, I mean, they use in the mountains of Oaxaca, uh, marijuana yeah, they do. As, as a medicinal mm -hmm. therapeutic ointment all day long and, and sometimes in teas. It's just, it's a painful life being a campesino. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm aware of that. And I've always thought, like, you know, a brand with her on it, maybe I could maybe I could give you her image and you could maybe use that. we could do a sub a sub brand. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't pay for it. You know, just be an honor to have it. You can, I'll show you a picture of her. She's perfect for it. Yeah, we, we're, we're doing beverages now. Yeah. You know, originally we started as foods. We're going to do snacks, but uh, topicals, uh, joints, all that stuff's not off the table. The brand's pretty versatile. We, you know, we can kind of, uh, most brands, I'd say, have a difficulty in just moving from sector yeah. to sector. But the way we have it built out, it can be Marijuana Cannabis Co., Marijuana Foods Co., Marijuana Beverages Co. So do you still have the Michelada Cooks? We do. They're, uh, they're a hot selling item. In California? In California. I think we need to try one. Cannabis Michelada cups. Cannabis. Bless you. Salud. Yeah, 20 milligrams um, in each in each cup. Typically, you mix it with an ice cold beer, but because of regulations and rules, you, we can't advertise beer. So it says, "Drink with your favorite ice cold beverage." And then <laughs> our poster. I and love our that. Imageries. See, that's my grandmother up in the village in Yate, Oh man. Mexico. She I does know, look dude. like okay. a, a Mari. I'm like I'm like I was legit, you know. You got a photo of her sister? Uh, yeah, she's got a sister too, actually. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I actually have a really good photo of her sister. That's funny, <laughs> actually. I was trying to get her, not her sister. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. Your sisters. That's actually a good idea. There's her sister. Oh, look at that. Nice. That could oh, be yeah, she definitely looked like the Juana. Ma Maria and Juana. There's over 200,000 Wahakans in Santa Ana, I think, L.A., right? 
You gotta so make there's, the... There's a big Oaxacan community in Los Angeles. There was an uprising recently. One of the council mem members spoke out um, negatively about them. She stepped down because of the pressures. You gotta yeah. make a marihuanitas masapan. We are in the works, actually, yes. <laughs> Call it the motapan. There's, there's lots to talk about. So you're stationed down in L.A.? I'm in Los Angeles, yes. All right, we're going to come out and visit you. And you're Please. welcome to come visit us in Phoenix, and we'll definitely ha awesome. hang out at MJ BizCon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah it was thank awesome. you. Yeah. Have you. Right. You're doing no, this sure. is a, a great episode of... Canterbury Tales. Tune Ooh. in next week. <laughs> <See you. laughs>